Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 101 with my friend Meg McGinn. I was very excited to sit down with Meg and I will get into the many tangents that we went off on at the end of the episode, but I don't want to hold you from this joyous occasion, so I will let us get right into it. Here's my interview with my friend, Meg. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my but thank you for coming here. No, oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks <laughs> so for having excited. me. Thanks for thinking of me. I felt really, really special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not uh, gonna lie. You're one I of the like, people. You know I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't really get nervous doing this anymore. Uh huh. But uh, this was definitely like a moment of nervousness. Really? <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I mean, I haven't seen you in. Over two decades. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> and... I was nervous. I was nervous, too. I'm not going to lie. Like, last night, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should prepare for this or something. <laughs> uh, but thank you for being here and doing this, and, and I'm excited about it. Absolutely. Um, I usually start with how I know people. Okay. <laughs> this is my favorite part that I'm excited to get into, and I'm curious what, what you remember versus what <laughs> I remember. And I talked to my mother earlier today because... I was like, it doesn't matter what I called her, but I was like, when was I in day camp? Uh, <laughs> She's like, day camp? I was like, yeah, Clintonwood Park. And then before that, it was at Independence Oaks. I don't know if you were in it then, but I don't, I think I that was, was like when Clinton I was would. super young. I barely remember that. Mm -hmm. But she's like, oh, I don't know. Like you were like seven to 10, I think. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. And that blew my mind because that means like, that's so that's when we met. Right. <laughs> day right. camp. No, and I totally remember that's you from wild. day camp. It's wild. I just, and I'm going to be honest here, it's kind of embarrassing, but... Oh, don't um, worry, I'm going to embarrass myself, too. <laughs> your brother was probably one of my first crushes. So, this is this is my favorite thing in the world for a couple reasons. Uh, one, obviously, like, my women loved my brother. Um, but I was so much younger than him, too. I mean, yeah. well, four years at that point seemed, like, yeah. a lot younger. Am I four years younger than him? Or? Yeah, because uh, yeah, I'm three, so you'd be four. Yeah. yeah. Um, you were one of my first crushes oh, okay. at day camp. Uh, and I was thinking about that. I was like, that in my mind, for some reason, I put that, like, way later. Because there was this girl in like first grade, Sierra Vasquez, shout out, never oh, talked nice. to her again. But <laughs> um, I was like, she was definitely my first crush. But then, yeah, there was you. Um, oh, I didn't this, know that. Oh, I, why would you? I, I'm still intimidated <laughs> to talk to women. Um, and I'm married, for Christ's sake. Uh, but there's like this handful of people I remember from there. Remember we used oh, to have God. those overnight um yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we'd all bring candy like senior center yeah they <laughs> can't pull that off anymore too Super by the way funny. with kids they yeah. don't do that anymore like we used to stay everybody's stranger danger <laughs> <laughs> everyone's a pedophile watch yes, out guys yes but we used to stay the night together and oh do you remember that yeah. and we'd all bring um what do they call it when we put all the candy together? Yeah, and like mix it up. It was like you get. Oh, it was Monster like, Mash or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and you end up getting like jelly beans, M&Ms, and Chex Mix. <laughs> and and they like, just what is keep happening? feeding yeah. us cups of this crap, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I hope my brother listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like he like. I think we had, do we have like little yearbooks or something? He wrote. Yeah, there was like a little 
four page mm-hmm. copy paper and we would kind of like sign each yeah, other's yeah. at the end God, i'll never the, forget he like he called me cupcake or something <laughs> and what he signed on mine and i like wanted to frame it oh my like... god that's amazing <laughs> i love everything about that um yeah but that's how i know you. Well, i wish i would have known you had a crush on oh, me yeah just <laughs> m- missed opportunities for 10 year olds um <laughs> But that, yeah, and then we didn't really, like, hang out, but we went to school together. Right. Um, well, Clarkson, I feel like, was such a, I mean, not elementary, though, I guess. I mean, yeah. once we got to high school, what I feel middle like. middle school did you go to? Clarkson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I definitely kind of just, I was super shy, you know, which yeah. I still am to a yeah. certain degree. But I, obviously, I'm close to 40 now, so I don't really care <laughs> what people it's funny think how that works. Yeah. you know it's like as you get older i realize now like why old people just literally have no filter you know like it just becomes like yeah. who cares That's why some you know are really fucking annoying yeah. um, <laughs> agreed <laughs> so agreed. uh that said i don't really know like a whole bunch about you mm-hmm. and i mean most basic do you have any siblings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you mentioned you just said half or step or... So something. my sister-in-law, she's yes. no longer my sister-in-law okay. because my brothers... Okay, so I have two brothers. Okay. One is... Older, younger? Older. Okay. So one's 14 years older than me. Oh, wow. And one's 16 years older than me. So... <laughs> um, what? <laughs> I was an oops. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, tell me what that looks like. Conceived cause... on green beer. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, do you have a Christmas birthday or something like that? Uh, yes. Um, nice. December 6th. <laughs> yeah. I know math. Um, what, uh, so were you even in your house with your brothers? Mm. Cause I imagine by the time you have memories, they're not. Yeah, no, they would. So by the time I had memories, <laughs> like they were pretty much going to college and yeah. coming home on weekends. Like they went to central and Michigan state. So I would see them on the weekends and I would always look forward to <laughs> like, to them coming home. Yeah, big brothers. Other than my dog always slept with my oldest brother. What a dick. I would get so upset. <laughs> I felt like I was being so... Je- Pinwheel was her name, by the way. Aww. But yeah, she would always sleep with Neil. Neil and Scott are my Neil brothers. Neil and Scott. Yeah. Um, were your parents older than your friend's parents then? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So my mom is 80 right oh, wow. now. Yeah. She just turned 80 in, in February. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. crazy to think about. Like yeah, I, I was no. thinking, yeah. So they were probably like you know in their fifties, but so, then I guess yeah, you add uh, thirty. So years. weird that like I just probably I mean in the past four or five years have like come to terms with how old my parents are. Yeah. I've always just felt like they were the same age as everybody else's parents. Yeah. You know, even when I was a kid, I never really thought about. that kind of age difference we don't have kids yet so i should talk to your parents be like how do you do it because once we're no my mom had me at 42 i give her so much credit i just had a baby at 35 yeah 36 oh i never even know how old i am biologically good for her yeah yeah (laughs) but you know it's just i i just um so i lost my dad in 2018 oh i'm sorry yeah so i um it's kind of just sinking in. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not something I ever really, I, 
my parents had health issues, maybe more so, maybe not as some you know other people's parents. My dad died in 2015. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> 62. I'm so but sorry. That's alcohol. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah. Uh, no. But yeah, I know it doesn't. Even though, like, obviously, it hits right away where you're like, "Oh, this person isn't here anymore," but it, it definitely will like come back to you in a little while and be like, "Oh, I didn't fully deal with that yet." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. I. I feel like you know. I. It was a huge. Um, other than having my son, probably one of the most significant happenings. Yeah. You know, um, just to had a huge effect i i think i now i try and um not take minutes you know for granted especially with my mom and yeah i kind of uprooted my life to be close to her you know um and i'm excited to get into that because i was i was I think when I talked to you, I was like, you're not in Michigan. Yeah. I am, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I don't but... change. So <clears throat> in my heart and soul, I will <laughs> never leave Key West, you know? Um, so on Facebook, I'm still, like, perpetually yeah. there. So that's fine. Yeah, I just got uh-huh. to go there in February, and it was like, uh... Yeah, I want to go to any place that's not here in February. Um <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel like you kind of grew up as an only child because your brothers were so much older? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I So they both got married, you know, in their late 20s, I want to say. So I gained – well, and Jenny, she was a counselor at day camp. I don't know if you remember. But she was, like, my brother's girlfriend in high school. So okay. as, far, as far back as I can remember, Jenny was always around, too. So she was always kind of like my sister. Just piles of pictures of all this stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> She kind of looks like me, which is weird. Like, she's not blood, but, like, out of a lot of people in my family, like, I probably, you'd be like, you look like Jenny. You know, it's weird. But, (laughs) um, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I did feel like an only child. um, But I, my brothers were great about making a point to see me all the time and include me in their little lives, whatever, you know, like, I spent weekends at their houses and stuff like that so it's gotta be fun as a little kid yeah yeah it was awesome <laughs> like and stuff yeah and um you know it was um it was hard even it's kind of silly to say this but when they got divorced it was hard on me too oh, you know I, what i mean like yeah i, I imagine losing at those... some point with that age difference there's uh some like parental overtones mm-hmm. right oh for sure for um, sure and I'm, I'm wondering and i'm i'm bouncing around i'm sorry but that's okay <laughs> um what did your parents do when you were a kid like for work oh so my dad worked for general motors okay um my mom was a social worker previous to me being born okay. but she she worked at hudson's and when it was hudson's yeah we were just <laughs> talking about myself. that well, I, I was just talking about um this is complete random side note but i just wrote uh 
I'm in like this memoir writing class and I just wrote about going to Clinton Valley Center, like breaking in there when I was in high school. Oh that, my gosh. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. In Pontiac. But I was talking about Mervyn's and Montgomery Ward. Yeah, no, that's like, the one she worked at. So she worked at Summit oh, yeah, Place. It was yeah, Summit yeah. Place. Yeah. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time at that mall uh, as a yeah. kid. And yeah, I mean, so she did that. And then she worked um, like as a lunch lady at Clarkson Schools for a while, too. But then, I mean, you know, she wasn't always like consistently working. Yeah. She was kind of back and forth with stuff like that. So okay. So what you, you mentioned, you've always been shy. Yeah. <laughs> so what does that look like growing up, like social life wise, school? How does how does that play out? And um, are you involved in any extracurriculars that you right now? No. Oh, OK. Back, back oh, then. back then. So I did dance from a young age and I, I, I started playing piano when I was like five. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, and I like very like classically trained, and then when I got to college, I dabbled in jazz piano because it was a challenge because I've never been able to just improvise. Yeah. I've always played like very much. Yeah, it's like structure, structure, structure. Yeah. Now do something different. <laughs> yeah, but I loved it because it was it was hard for yeah. me, you know. And what I'm thankful for my mom is there was a point when I really wanted to be serious about it like I was on toe shoes and that whole thing and she was like you know what like it's really gonna absorb your entire being you know and I think part of her knew that you know that it's just a that dance scene is a tough scene I'm not gonna stop doing that so I was it was right before freshman year of high school I feel like I, I feel like I quit right at the end of middle school because I mean, it was there was other things. I um I dabbled in the idea of cheerleading. <laughs> Just the idea of it? Yeah, well, so <laughs> my sister in law's best friend Chandra was the coach. Okay. And so she had this she was like set on me being a flyer. You know, like one of those people like that they tossed up throw you yeah. up in the air. Which I was not really like a huge fan of that whole concept. Yeah, so Trusting I didn't people really to catch you and throw you. Yeah, and then I just <laughs> didn't like the whole like when I went to the tryouts, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Like, let's put it that way. Like, it just wasn't something that I was gonna enjoy. Yeah, you know, that's good. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pursue it. So outside of just your you know music and and dance is there any other any noteworthy stuff throughout school oh well so i did student council Mm. yeah (laughs) what's your social life like once you get to high school um well i was uh you know i uh, (laughs) i don't even know how to talk about it other than i was like a party girl Yeah. yeah Yeah, um, you know, we we drank a lot. I mean, starting in ninth grade. Yeah, I was I'd curious say. if you're having the older brothers kind of made you more comfortable with an older crowd or got you more like earlier involved in stuff like drinking or anything no, like that. No, because they were too old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they had been like a couple years older, then yeah. I would have like had 
probably some friends that were older or whatever, but I didn't have yeah. that. Well, I didn't know it was like your 30-year-old brother's going to buy <laughs> your guy's beer or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he, they did. <laughs> they, <laughs> I had a couple huge parties. My, my brother did get a keg or two and <laughs> profited off of it. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... I used to sell liquor to underclassmen <laughs> when I was a senior. Yeah, well, you had, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But yeah, I think a lot of my shyness I had a lot of issues um, that started young, you know, that I, yeah. I, um, I drank a lot of alcohol. I, I smoked I can, a lot of weed <laughs> <laughs> to just be comfortable. Yeah. Well, social spaces. lubricant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that's how it all begins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not always this entertaining. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely can relate to that. What did that yeah. translate to once you get out of high school? Did you go to college right away? Yeah, yeah. So I went to Indiana University. Okay. Yeah. Why, why Indiana? <sighs> okay, so I... Uh, <laughs> There's a story here. Yeah, I desperately wanted to get out of Clarkson and yeah. be away from Where did Clarkson. that desire come from? I don't know exactly. I just was sick of it. I didn't want to be around the same people and do the same things I was doing. I just wanted to do something different. Although Lauren Walborn and I did go together, so yeah. I didn't completely like yeah, yeah. rip the band-aid off. But um yeah, so we applied to the same schools. I got into Indiana University and I got into Arizona State and Michigan State. Two of those three schools could have gone very poorly. <laughs> They're known so, for uh, partying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I we went and checked out Bloomington, which is a really cool city. I've I don't know. There. Yeah, I, I love I, I it used there. To go there for work. Yeah, I love it. Um, and I loved it then. And I was like, you know what? This is close enough to like go home when I need to. But it really wasn't. Like if I had really thought it through, I should have just gone to Arizona in the warm weather because it, a plane ticket yeah. home is really, you know, Indiana's a six hour drive still and to do it like for a weekend didn't really yeah. compute. But yeah, so I, but I also was interested in the music aspect and so Indiana made sense too because they had a great music program. So funny, I d and I don't know why I would, but like in my mind there's this narrative I tell myself where I'm like, I know everyone that played an instrument in high school, <laughs> uh, which Obviously, it's impossible to know. Um, but the, so I had no idea that you uh, played instruments at all, let alone like went to school with that in the back of your head. Yeah, no, I so I um, in elementary, I played piano in one of the school plays. It was Ooh. Robin Hood. I don't in know. In elementary, if you I played the recorder in music <laughs> class. Um, I think I sang too while nice. I played. Nice. That's I, impressive. I, yeah. <laughs> Which I would, I see, I had. Did you have like the whole nine so years? So at one point I had balls. I was like not shy. And then I became <laughs> shy. And then, you know, yeah. my balls are growing again. Congratulations. <laughs> um, <laughs> should we call right? somebody? I know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so that, did you, what did you end up going to school for? Did you? So in, in Indiana, I did, <clears throat> which. This is, you know, this is part of the problem with our school system, in my opinion. But um, my school counselors told me that I could be undecided. Ugh. You know, I mean, I was undecided 
for 10 years and then Were i finally you? went to college yeah okay so i oh well that was smart that that's a 10 year gap here that's um, a smart way to do it though right I mean, so I'm i was paying out of state tuition yeah. to be undecided yeah. i did that for two years and then it was like, my parents were like, you know what? You need to move home and use your meat money before it runs out. Yeah. And we can't keep, you know. Um, unfortunately, like, I did have the desire to, like, claim a music major. But I didn't really have the support from my parents. It's and I tough. was, and it was, it was tough because they were financing my education. Yeah. So it, um, you know, it was one of those things where like, what are you going to do with it? You know, are you going to, you know, are you going to be a teacher? Then you should get a teaching degree. Are you going to, are you going to be a jazz pianist? Because, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. Move like, to New Orleans. <laughs> right? oh. Like, so, um, yeah, it, it kind of made it difficult um, in a time when I was like, obviously trying to figure out. Yeah what i wanted it was like anytime i figured something out it was kind of shot down yeah you it's know a weird it wasn't of pressure we put on like 18 and 19 year olds oh, to I like so. identify what you're gonna do for the rest of your life for the rest of your life this is it i figured it out at 36 <laughs> so right, right. <laughs> and, and that's i feel like that's normal right yeah. but we don't normalize it I mean, no, we no. do we put these terrible pressure on children like we're still i don't yeah. care if you're like legally an adult you're a child still oh yeah i'm all about uh you know move that voting age back to like <laughs> 21 move the drinking age to 25 yeah uh <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but. yeah so i moved home and um i i mean there's a major st like story in there that i don't even want it I mean, we'll, maybe we'll get there. I don't know if not. But when I moved home, I um, applied to Wayne State yeah. and also Wayne County Community College because I wasn't exactly sure what I was. And I lived in the city. I lived in Brush Park. Okay. Um, so which you was, were pretty cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, at, the, at that time, um, <laughs> to live in Brush Park in downtown Detroit, it was $500 a month, utilities included. Yeah. Sounds about right. Now, if you go in Brush Park, they have like beautiful condos and all kinds of insane. I haven't yeah, even. I'm sure. I mean, it's come a long way. I kind of regret, <laughs> like, at at that point in my life too. I, I dabbled in the idea of investing in because um, if you were a certain low income, yeah. um, you could get a house in Corktown, and they were like brand new builds. <sighs> And you had a break on your taxes for like ten years. It was a great sure opportunity. A lot of people that made a lot of money off. That yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So, but yeah, at that time. So then I got. I went to Wayne State and I um, started my nursing degree because I feel like that's what everybody wanted me to do, right? Oh. So I started my prereqs for nursing, and that took me two years. And then I did a four-year program because I got in at Wayne State, which I'm kind of proud of because it's kind of hard to do. <laughs> yeah, good for you. But, um, yeah, I I didn't complete it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, four, but four years, um, I worked my ass off. You know, yeah. nursing school is not a joke. It's not a drill. 
Um, <laughs> like the last two years have taught everybody that, hopefully. Yeah. Um. Um, <laughs> they very much, you know, there's that environment where they like eat their young, you know, like they try and weed you out yeah. of the program the entire time you're there. Yeah. You, you know? see a lot of people leave. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, fail out and whatever. Well, I made it to my senior year and my junior year they implemented this new curriculum where you had to take um, before your state boards, they had a HESI exam, which is normally like schools use that to kind of help you focus what you're going to study, like what you need to study for, for your state boards. Yeah. Wayne state was using it like, as like we had a whole HESI class, which I got an A in. Right. <laughs> but at the end, you had to take the HESI exam, and you had to pass with a certain yeah. percentage. And I got like 2% lower than what I needed yeah. to get. And because Wayne State was so like cutthroat, like, OC, like OU gives people like as many times as they want. But they just like, you're out? You're out. Wow. You're done. Yeah. What? So six years of my life were. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane, right? So, I I mean, I spent about a year, like, retaliating. I wrote letters, right? I'm that person. I I wrote, like, a bunch of letters to the dean to... Where's your head at when that first happens, when you find that out? Well, first of all, my dog died, like, two days before I had to take that exam, right? Died in my arms. Yeah. Um, So, it was, you know that point in my life i was like what do i do now yeah like my whole identity i, I mean, would have six... went on a self-destructive oh yeah <laughs> well and i was already there like yeah. let's be honest the fact that i made it that long through nursing school and did as well as i did like i'm so proud of that because yeah. it was a it was a That's, hard time i didn't know that program was so long either yeah, That's... well, the bachelor's of nursing. Yeah, yeah. so it's a four-year program. So what? Plus, did... it takes two years of prereqs. Got it. <laughs> Answers six, all my questions. Um, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Can I rewind a minute? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just cu- and I want to get back to that because I'm very curious how you handle that. In <laughs> your mid twenties. Um, <laughs> yeah. But when you first went to Indiana, mm-hmm. what what is that like being? Like, not only, you know, some people go to OU and stuff, but, like, you're in another state. You answer to nobody. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I was wild and young and free. I had so much fun. Yeah. I took, and since I was undecided, right, I mean, I took so many awesome, amazing yeah. classes with amazing teachers. The best way to do it, people. Yeah. <laughs> Just go to college and find classes that seem interesting. That's what we all should be able to do at a very low cost of zero dollars. Intro to film, history of rock. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like what I took. Yeah. And I loved it. I had like um, the the history of jazz and blues is what I really, really like. My teacher was amazing. And I cannot remember his name this minute, but he was just to listen to him and just, and he played piano like while he was, it was just that's cool. an amazing experience right like yeah. i i took a lot of really cool classes i 
I didn't join a sorority. I didn't do any of that. I was just, that was not my style anyway. Um, I met some some great, because I was in the music dorm, so I met some great people just friend-wise, you know what I mean, that we took roadies and smoked a bunch of joints just driving on you know indiana back roads yeah. and doing yeah it's as so my mind is trying to like i don't know i, I so i not that i don't know where i'm going with this I, I, i'm just saying like i'm trying to paint a narrative uh or like at least a a box around a narrative that i i don't think is there I, it's very curious so I, that's why i'm wondering like <laughs> yeah what what your life was like there in indiana and then well so the beginning of indiana started out you know, great. I um, I lived in the dorms and everything. And then my second year, it just it got a little dicier. I was um, moved in with a guy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was very much uh, that was a big turning point in my life. I was already had an issue with alcohol, drinking, um, and smoking weed. I, I smoked a lot of cigarettes back then too, which yeah, is I, so gross now, right? Like, I smoked you know. a pack a day, Parliament lights, <laughs> oh, uh, and then ultralights. Oh yeah, the P funks. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I and I still I have days. I I don't see much wrong with marijuana, yeah. honestly, at all. I. It's just not something that I can have in my daily life personally. Yeah. I, and I would question whether it's ever necessary in daily life. <laughs> right. But uh, right. yeah, right. to each their I own. I used to think it to was, each their own. for sure. <laughs> I was like, I have, I, obviously. Um, but yeah, so my, I was in a, I was in an abusive relationship okay. my, my second year of college. And. Um, so it was a good time to leave. Well, yeah, that I. You know, it, it got pretty bad to the point where, you know, one night he almost killed me, oh, Jesus. you know, so. So it's definitely time to leave. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, it, it was time to leave and um, it was a good, it was a good time for a transition. It was also a really difficult time for a transition too. So that, that relationship probably more so than the nursing school upset yeah kind of set the tone for my 20s you know i had a really hard time digging myself out of that hole and uh just a lot of blaming and shaming yourself yeah and you know there was also like a victim mentality that went along with it that i carried into other relationships and you know, it was. Did you live by yourself in Detroit? Yeah. I just gotta like say props to you. <laughs> I know. I mean, coming out of something like that and then being mm-hmm. like, "I'm gonna live alone in Detroit." Well, You're like, what? You no, know, you kind of do get edgier when stuff yeah. like that happens. So, um, I will be honest that the night he almost killed me, the only one of the reasons I'm alive is my dog at the time. He was a German Shepherd mix. Oh shit. Named Zeppelin. <laughs> He was so protective of me. So he, like, attacked him to the point of... And he was really drunk when he was doing it, obviously. Yeah. But 
he was, you know, sitting on top of me and just hitting me repeatedly. So um, I, the dog kind of broke that up to the point where good dog i was you know and then luckily our our friend kind of knew that because i was home he came home drunk and so my our friend um followed him home knowing something was wrong when he looked through the window he saw what was going on and kind of he broke the window and unlocked the door and came in and got him off of me and um that friend that's terrible honestly um passed from addiction issues so i that was about two years after i moved i always thought of him as like my guardian angel i still do you know yeah that's Um, heavy mag yeah i'm sorry no no, so that but that's just so you know that's apologize for anything (laughs) i appreciate you sharing that that's really like that's well i think it's important um and i'll say that you know recently the gabby petito thing Mm -hmm. that happened thing it's not a thing i mean whatever you want to call it um obviously it happens all the time and there's stories that we don't hear about that we should you know she was an affluent white girl but that is you know her age what happened with her is very much i feel like it was so close to what i went through you see someone like that and you're like oh hey that yeah well and now being sober because i spent a good decade dealing with it self-medicating yeah amen right and so now being sober that brought a lot of you know the pain back to the surface and I'm dealing with it in more productive ways. And so that's a beautiful thing, you know, I, but I just, I feel like it's important at that point. I was like, what can I do to bring awareness? Like, should I make a big post on my Facebook, you know, like outlining my, you know, what happened to me. And then I'm like, no, cause that's just really, you know, that's selfish in a way. Like that's like me, like, yeah. kind of releasing it which is important i mean i don't i I, I would only push back on that i mean i don't think that would be selfish um but you I know think what i mean it's people, self-serving yeah but people look at it that way i don't think it has to be that way just because that's what you do i mean if you go into it being like i need some likes today and that's right. like and that's your intention then yeah there's a little a bit right. of an issue there but if you're doing it like uh, as a release with the purpose of like yeah of like raising awareness um yeah i don't think there there's an issue with that i understand it can be viewed that way. Right. But circling back to what you said, as we get older, we got to stop giving a shit about what right. other people Right, think. which I'm definitely trying to do more um, of. Yeah, I, I imagine that compounds. <laughs> you right. get back. Uh, well, and I was just more, I, yeah, just self-deprecating. I, yeah. You know, like, my self-esteem, obviously, was crap. Yeah. You know, I didn't take care of myself. I remember in nursing school, we had to, at one point, we had to, like, pick one thing to quit, like, doing and then write about how, like, we do it for a month, quit doing it, and then write about how we felt. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's no way in hell I'm giving up cigarettes. So <laughs> I, I'm like, I'll give up meat, which was a great thing because, uh, I mean, I'm still very much like a pescatarian, you know, yeah. it was something I did realize something from it, but 
it's just funny at the time i was like yeah no i'm not gonna quit smoking cigarettes i know that's what they want me to do but i was only able to quit smoking cigarettes because my wife who was my girlfriend at the time like also quit with me because otherwise yeah no it was hard still i fucking love cigarettes (laughs) if there was some way that was announced we're like hey turns out you can smoke cigarettes and it's fine i'd be like the first person at the fucking store because i that I don't really miss it that much. I don't. Like, but I, I don't, don't have any of the triggers. I don't, I don't miss don't... the nicotine stuff or anything like that. I just yeah. like that feeling of inhaling smoke and blowing it out. Okay, and now I just... you're making me miss it all. No, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I know it's fucking terrible for yeah. you. Uh, and I have an autoimmune disease in my lungs now. So like, that's not even a quite, even though like when I was still drinking, like there was very drunk nights where I'd be like, I'm going to buy a pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That's, I mean, that's a uh, compounding a lot of things. So you leave Indiana, four year, two years later, your friend dies, mm-hmm. uh, and then four years after that, your dog dies, and then <laughs> your yeah. exam. Pretty shitty twenties so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you could say what's, that for uh, sure. I um, what happens after that? Like, where, where, what's your keep on going coming um, from? <laughs> well, I just kind of. I jumped on somebody else's bandwagon. You know, I I moved to just change Where did my you scene. Move to? Memphis. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it was one of the coolest cities I've ever lived in. I mean, and I didn't live in the city. We lived about a half hour out like suburbia yeah. outside of my Memphis. Buddy he lived in Germantown. Yeah. There. Okay, yeah. Collierville is where I lived, but okay. they're like right next to each other. Gotcha. And I I loved it. I taught ballet okay. um, to like eight, nine-year-olds. And Did that you was, love that? Oh, my God. I loved it. And I... <laughs> that I, had to um, be like rewarding in a way that it was like tapping into like innocent Meg from being a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not doing anything in the medical field. Like I was so like anti, don't want anything to do with the medical field because I had just done six years. You know what I mean? Did you have any weird confidence in yourself that like, but if I'm in an emergency situation, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, no, I mean, essentially true. did everything right. I did have, <laughs> I had a, so, like so much knowledge yeah. and, and it was a waste for sure. In some, <laughs> in some ways, like yeah. looking back, I'm like, you know what? I could have done a lot with that, but not really. They kind of screwed me yeah, in terms of getting into other nursing programs. I would have had to start search. all over and I just wasn't willing to do it at that point. So yeah. yeah so teaching ballet was like so rewarding. Um, Memphis at that time, and I'm sure it still is, was still like very segregated school wise, you know? And so when I taught ballet, these girls were like eight, nine, and I taught at the studio two days a week, but then we had this ballet on wheels program through the studio where we would go to schools, like elementary schools, and teach for free, like a very, very low cost, you know, like kids would pay like forget how much it was a semester but almost nothing and we would you know do a whole recital and the whole thing with them you know so it was it was great a lot of these you know the schools I taught at were like African-American schools and it was just felt like that was teaching there he was said is the only white person in the entire school staff students and everything Mm -hmm. 
it was freaky right yeah. because i mean we're we come from clarkson it's not very diverse only white people <laughs> yeah but uh, um we still i i don't know it just never felt like that but maybe it is more so like that than i even but remember you, i think the important i talk about this on the show all the time because and and i apologize to everyone because i hate saying it at this point but i lived in la uh but for, for literally two years mm-hmm. which it's not a long time. No. Um, especially still... the further I get away from it, the shorter period But every time place is. you live has some yeah. impact. Yeah. You know? And the reason I always bring it up is because it was at such a huge developmental time. I was 21 when mm-hmm. I moved out there. Um, and the perspective shift you get when you step outside of this area <laughs> and live somewhere else and you see people of other color and people of different cultures and you're like, oh, and and if you allow it to, it can open your mind and uh, you can learn a lot about yourself and mm-hmm. other people. And Because you're out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Even going to Wayne State and living oh, in a yeah. city there, I was the only white girl in Brush Park. Yeah. You know, I but I definitely benefited from yeah. all of that. Oh, yeah. at, at Wayne State, I was the minority. Yeah, I would. I don't know that for sure. I guess don't quote me. <laughs> Hold on, but... <laughs> let me get... Hold, I have uh, but... <laughs> 2006 Wayne State stats here on my phone. Yeah, I could be wrong, but you know, even in terms <laughs> of just, they had so many more different cultures and, yeah, and, yeah. and different kinds of people going to school there. A lot of it's a commuter school too. Like it just people from all over. Yeah. Um, I just I gained a lot of perspective from that. Did too. you get to do anything? with like the blues scene in memphis after studying it other than going to stacks like seven times maybe (laughs) Uh, i used i don't even know if there's still a blues scene in memphis i'm I'm assuming a lot of things (laughs) based on like a few songs (laughs) so great like it's so great memphis is such like a gritty city like it's so gritty dirty people would say i guess but i lived in nashville for like literally a minute and people Nashville's People just talk clean. shit about Memphis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Nashville is clean. I can see. Yeah. I, we, I went to Nashville for a weekend when I lived there, but and I, uh, but yeah, Memphis was awesome. I didn't get to do anything like musically with yeah. it. I mean, how long I, were you there? Like a year and a half, maybe. And the guy that I was dating at the time um, got transferred to Chicago. Okay. So, I, I, <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. Um, and I lived at Diversity in Lakeview, which is like close to to Wrigley. Kind yeah. of. I was only there for, I want to say, almost a year because uh-huh. I took um, when I was in when I got to Chicago, I was kind of bummed when he got transferred, right? Because I had just started this like new life that I really enjoyed and yeah. felt fulfilled in my little space, yeah. right? Um, I had my cat, the moose, with me, yeah. mind you, through this whole <laughs> traveling experience. Oh, cats love trading houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was amazing at it, though, because she went, I mean, ugh. so that's why she's the murdering moose of the Midwest, too, nice. because yeah. she's been, Everywhere she went, yeah. killing shit. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was kind of bummed, but I was excited, you know, to do something, you know, Chicago seemed cool. Right. I didn't have to drive, which I have terrible driving anxiety. I don't know if I, 
You Miss can hang that. out my wife. Yeah, and then I'll terrible. wear headphones while we're in the car. Yeah, um. Terrible. So, you know, I had the whole public transportation system there. So I was like, bonus, right? I don't uh-huh. have to. What takes you out of Chicago? Is that the relationship ending? Or yeah. Is... Okay. Yeah. So when our relationship ended, I just went back home um, to my parents' house. Which How old are you at this point? Fun. Let me think pushing 30 yeah i'm not i don't think i was quite 30 i think i was like 28 29 what's it like getting back home oh terrible right i mean not but yeah i mean it shouldn't have been as terrible as i like made it in my head but i I feel like and this is chad if you're listening you're turning off because you'll get pissed at me um but like i i talked to so many people that when I lived in LA, like everybody was a transplant. There was like one person that actually grew up there. Um, and there's this weird sense of pride about like, oh, moving back home. Like, like is it like, like you failed at something? Right. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think it's true, but it's definitely seems to be like the narrative when people come back to their hometown. Yeah, you just feel like, I mean, I people come back to Clarkson though and, and love it, right? Yeah. I mean, but that's like when they like are married or yeah. you know, have, you know, kids and are coming back home to like yeah. raise them here. I'm buy a house on my old street. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I want to buy my childhood home, but that's <laughs> huh. neither here nor there. I would love it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no. So I'm living in my childhood home right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So um, because you know, but anyway, when I first came home, yeah. They, it was difficult um, at that point too. My parents were. My dad had to, was in his seventies. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just like um, my mom's two years younger than my dad, so she was right there too. Yeah. I feel like it was just uh, you. You, I felt like a burden, right? Yeah. Because yeah, they're that. like retirement age, and then here I am again. You know, like. Hi, hey you guys. know, like your you're just for waiting so you're long about to, <laughs> to pay off my student loans, you know, and help yeah. me out, you know, that way. And here I am again, like with nothing yeah. to show. I mean, I had a had my phlebotomy certificate that I, I did. I say that? I got that in Chicago when I was there. What does a phlebotomist do? They they just they're like certified vampires. They just That's draw blood. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, just draw blood. They work in labs, you know. Again, not something I'm really interested in doing. I just yeah gained the did you do that at any point here Mm-mm. okay no <laughs> like, like i think i'm conjuring the last up a fake thing i want to do mind. is sit in a lab and you know if you're a phlebotomist you can work on a floor in a hospital too but i'm not gonna lie like the healthcare system and our and i just don't have very much respect for it yeah. so why would i want to work for them do yeah. you know what i mean like i just don't uh, yeah i don't yeah. you know um hospitals <sighs> I just, I, I don't, but anyway, yeah. So I, I moved back home and my dad, um, at that point he, he had, you know, my dad too, he had a brain aneurysm when I was one oh my God. and he had open heart surgery in there in my twenties at some point. Yeah. And so he was like superhuman, right? Like my yeah. dad, like was this like person that live there yes (laughs) yes and um 
he he very much had a he had a drinking problem um so at that point he was he had some instances where he was like falling you know and he would have trouble getting back up and stuff and it a lot of it had to do with he was still drinking and he was hiding it from everybody yeah he was he would hide it from everyone was he like actually hiding it or you guys all knew (laughs) no well we knew but i mean he was like in the garage doing it or you know and it made it difficult because you know i mean on one hand this guy is retirement age like he should be able to do what he wants to do right and have some beers and do you know he should he's worked his entire life you know and but on the other hand i was just like you know he's gonna die you know like that's like the reality is he's he's gonna die you know and so um was constantly at that point coming to terms with that and um coming to terms with the fact that I needed to quit drinking myself. So there was just a lot of, like, I wanted him to quit drinking with me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I it's, wanted... It's frustrating when you... I wanted want him... to change somebody and yeah. can't. Yeah, but that's reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's reality. So um, when my parents went to Key West... Was it that it was either that year or the they went to Key West one year and I stayed home and went to OU and took I was dabbling and trying to get my bachelor's some way, like piecing together some sort of degree that give me anything. Like give me anything. Just give me Uh, a paper that says my integrative studies bachelor's. So I know what it's like. That was kind of what I was doing. (laughs) But um That's called the transfer student bachelor's. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's I just wanted the piece of paper. And um the following year they went to florida and i went with them and they you know snowbird so they went for three months and i was just like i'm gonna stay here (laughs) i was like but i um at that point in my life too i I guess I failed to mention this, but I, I, I was taking Adderall and um, Benzo, like Clonopin, yeah. since middle school. Okay. So I just started that was Adderall. prescribed to me. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like I was well, I buying it on the black school, yeah. market. <laughs> well, the brothers were scoring me some uh, benzos. They, the... they diagnosed me with ADD, yeah. not the hyper kind, the other kind, yeah. you know, and... Um, I, I got to Key West and I was like, I'm going to quit taking all my medications, which I would not recommend <laughs> yeah. to, to everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, unless you're on a tropical island. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. without an obligation yeah. to life. Like I, I almost had this opportunity where I was like, this is my my chance, right? Like to try and get myself together because I don't have a job. Yeah. I don't have any responsibilities. Don't have a relationship. It's not very often with anybody. In life that we have those things. Right. And I'm like <laughs> I can just focus on me so I quit I quit taking all my meds. And uh it was really tough. I mean, that was like 
just the depression that came yeah. initially was so extreme. Um, and were you still drinking at this point? Dabbling in drinking okay. because I like I had already in my head I like I wanted my dad to quit so bad I, I would have terrible guilt yeah. drinking, but I was still doing it. Yeah. But I felt this horrible, horrible guilt. Yeah. You wanted to quit, but yeah, there yet. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and so I wanted to quit in 2018. I didn't quit till 2018. Yeah. I, I can relate. I, so you got it. Yeah. It was just. <laughs> Like, so I'd have those nights and I, I'd do it and then I'd feel just like crap, right, for yeah. doing it. But, um, yeah, so I, once I got through the initial, like, depression, which you're like, you're in Key West, like, how are you actually depressed? Like, you go to the beach and, you know, but it was that bad, that intense where, like, I felt. Yeah. I just, like, I was, like, I kept thinking in my head, I'm, like, I'm hitting rock bottom, like, at the southernmost point of the United States. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, how ironic. Metaphor. Like, yeah, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> just, like, what? <laughs> um, but it was, um, it was so good. I started, and at that time, I, I had a really good friend and, you know, he encouraged me like to start running yeah yeah make you got yeah you do something that like fill that void with something yeah Yeah. start running or yoga or something and i was like okay so i i'd get up in the morning which it took me some time to do this but i'd get up in the morning i'd go for a run right by the water right it doesn't get any better than that (laughs) but i had so much um anxiety because i was not taking medication for it and whatever and still having drunken nights where I would have the hangover. I don't know if you ever had like that anxiety that came with that, but it was yeah. just oh, yeah. like yeah. intense. Hangovers came with anxiety and horniness. I couldn't <laughs> explain that, but uh, I get it. seems to be a running <laughs> that about right. thing. Yeah. yeah, so running <laughs> helped a lot. And um, at that point I was still smoking cigarettes. So I would like get done with my run <laughs> and I'd like have a cigarette. Yeah, felt yep. amazing. I had my cup of coffee with it. I, I was drinking tea. Nothing but, to yeah. cure that burning feeling in the lungs like a cigarette. <laughs> right, absolutely. And um, as I st- like, so through those three months, I was like, you know what? I want to quit smoking cigarettes, like, because I want to be able to run. Like running became my therapy. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like it really became. It possibly like saved me and, at that point. Like yeah. I was could have gone one of two ways, and running really like. And I've always hated running. I'm not gonna lie. Like I still hate running. <laughs> I'm not on board with you at all. <laughs> hated it. So I was like, this is so weird that I'm like I loved it. I loved exhausting myself, my mind. Like it just it it helped me so much. I imagine it felt like something you had control over yeah that you were able to like get something out of Mm -hmm. and it's only you no one else was giving it to you right no one could take it away right (laughs) i didn't have to go without it ever it was like i could wake up do it yeah Yeah. totally in my own control and um so i was like you know and that's when i quit drinking coffee because coffee was a major trigger at that point i wasn't smoking a lot of cigarettes because if i wasn't drinking i really wasn't smoking cigarettes 
But with the coffee and whatever, I was like, I have to have the cigarette. Like, I can't have the coffee without the cigarette. So I quit drinking caffeine, which is... Again, not on board, (laughs) Um, but I get it. (laughs) Insane. Um, And I, you know, now I have a toddler and I seriously question, I'm like, you know, if I could just have like one or two cups of coffee, I could probably, you know, feel more with it some days but um honestly losing the caffeine and like i drink a lot of energy drinks too you know so like not having that like obligation too when i woke up i didn't have to have my coffee before i did something else or you know i it was just it was great to get rid of it um i do miss it but and then yeah i um my parents were like, well, you know, you're, they could see that I was doing well. Down, I was actually, like, healthy, right? Yeah. Um, so they were like, if you can find a job and something that, you know, pay the condo fees and, you know, yeah. your utilities and everything, stay then in Key West. you can stay here. And I was like, all right, That's you know. Fantastic. And so I, <laughs> I got a job at... One of my favorite restaurants growing up, going to Key West. I mean, Blue Heaven. I don't know if you've ever been. I haven't been to Key West since I was like seven. So, well, if you ever go, you have to go to Blue Heaven. Okay. You won't miss it. Um, everybody will tell you that, but it's kind of a. There's chickens running around and cats, <laughs> and it's like Hemingway used to referee boxing matches there. It Did was that... a, it's a or it's an old bordello, you know. Okay. It's it's really a cool spot. But Is that um, like three years ago or four years ago that yeah. Hurricane like wiped out Key West or something? Irma. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Irma was <laughs> so the first year I decided to stay in Key West, Irma hit. Okay. So now I know where we're at. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> um that October and I had just kind of gotten settled. I had gotten through spring break season, like the major season yeah. of work down there. It was just started slowing down. And, you know, I mean, Left I was like snorkeling before fisherman. work and stuff. I was like, do we awesome. living the life? I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. I was, and um, yeah, Irma hits and I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? Like at that point too, I stayed, you know, category five hurricane from what they're telling me the island might not exist after it and i was like under anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) eventually it is for sure uh but so i don't know that was a whole thing too do i stay do i go you know the the condo that i lived in was built by the navy it was concrete so my parents were like my parents were like you just stay there don't even leave I don't care what everybody yeah. else is doing. Put the cat downstairs, you'll be fine. <laughs> Give the cat some water. Make sure you guys got water, <laughs> toilet paper. Like, just, you'll be fine, you know? And I'm like, you know, I had a, a lot of my friends down there had lived down there for, like, 10-plus years and had been through a couple different hurricanes, had always evacuated, <sighs> you know? And so I was like, should I? Go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm kind of nervous to just yeah. wait it out here, and um, it was like impending doom. Like a hurricane moves so slowly that you're yeah. like, okay, like you know, and you're like, do you gotta get gas and do all. It's just insane. Like the the things that you go through yeah. in your brain. 
But yeah, so I went with a friend to, we went to New Orleans first, which was really cool to like evacuate to a city that also went through a terrible hurricane. So they were so welcoming. Like we get there and we're refugees, right? And uh, West refugees. (laughs) Can you make a t-shirt that says that? That'd be great. Seriously. And, um, but it was, it was awesome. I, I stayed there for like three days. It wasn't super not long enough to really absorb the city and plus i was so like watching the news to know what was going on down there yeah i was so worried i had friends that were had stayed i was so worried like i really in my mind thought that my life that i had just created was just gone gone and you're like hey this has happened before (laughs) sounds like it's about time for my life to just you know like take a turn here yeah yeah so i was really nervous we and he, uh, my friend lived in Ohio and I, I mean, live in Michigan. So I came up here for a month or so and luckily was able to go back, you know, like, but, um, they weren't letting people back on the Island till about a month after. What, what's next in the timeline? You quit drinking or you get pregnant? <laughs> I quit drinking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? I quit drinking. Luckily... I mean, of course, I. Final catalyst. Well, so my job, I bartended, right? Um, And I feel like, did you know me when I worked at Dairy Queen? (laughs) Oh my God, you're another one. (laughs) Yes. Angela brought that up, (laughs) and I probably jumped out of my chair a little, because, the I yes yes um I loved, I loved my I would like refer to you guys as like my dairy queen girl like like, because there was just this specific group of you guys that worked there and i would go get like oreo blizzards far too often Mm -hmm. according to my weight and and i yeah i just i loved going up there you guys were always so much fun and cheery and yeah yeah well (laughs) so side note before i i I get there my best memory of you though is when you <laughs> worked at um blockbuster yeah i worked at harmony house oh yeah i loved uh you weren't part of this deal i don't believe but we had a broker deal no where, i was were you part of the deal well, where i could get free cds yes from the demo bin and i gave yes. you guys free rentals <laughs> yes well no i mean i didn't get the free rentals but i knew that you Fuck were getting your free cd you. <laughs> yeah but they, they told me enough so yeah. that i knew how to check I you out at the most counter of those cds yeah yeah i'm still really close with seth oh God, and joe so that i worked with there yeah. they're they're great guys. So funny videos. how I got I, hired there, but whatever. Random. Uh, it's a whole story I <laughs> yeah. would love to hear. But I almost wore my Harmony House shirt today. So that would have been hilarious because I completely forgot about that. Yeah. 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 There was that. Uh, well, I, I think there's still a pizza joint over there. Yeah. But they remember they had that, the BLT pizza. I, I definitely we, wouldn't have eaten that. Oh, well, we Not did. We used to eat it like that. in the break room. Yeah. I would have eaten. I think I cheese we always had one in the break room oh really um yeah yeah Yeah. it was alexander's such a good spot yeah Yeah. is it still there oh yeah okay i mean i drive by i think it's just a carry out place (laughs) well i guess it was still a carry out place there but anyway yeah yeah so when i worked at dairy queen (laughs) i was immersed in ice cream you know and i didn't eat it you know it was almost like i didn't want it in my you know so 
when I was bartending, I mean, and in Key West, I was bartending on a whole different level than I was ever bartending. I worked at the Majestic in yeah. in downtown Detroit too, and I, you know, I mean, bartending there for shows could be intense, but bartending in Key West was like, People. I had tennis elbow from pouring drinks. <laughs> Do you know what That's I mean? Like, crazy. I mean, insane amount of drinks. I imagine Great. you're constantly seeing people like at their worst. Right. And that's got to turn you off. To that yeah. Level. I mean, the rest. So I worked at Blue Heaven, which was kind of a high end restaurant, although we did have people that came in there that, you know. And then I worked at um, the Waldorf Astoria, too. Hilton. Oh, nice. um, and I worked at their pool bar. And so, yeah. I mean, you you deal with people at their best and at their worst, yeah. right? In it's the morning, usually their best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Afternoon. But it really it didn't the people, irregardless. It, it was more just being immersed, like the alcohol, and and I knew. Um, again, like my dad was still having, yeah. you know, issues that I I could not deny, and I was like, I'm going, you know, I I made a point. To to quit and hoping that he would also quit drinking too. Um, and so I, I did that in Key West. Um, and my, and I feel like the universe works in such mysterious ways because looking back, like, I don't think I could have ever been a mother, like in any position, like as a drinker, like I just wouldn't have worked, you know, not a good mother anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I just feel so grateful that I was able to, you know, the stars aligned in such a way that I took care of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Before I even got pregnant. Well, I imagine And I'm not kid. gonna say that I didn't have like a space in there where I had a drink yeah. or two, but I knew that I was not going back to it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I know, I know, uh, you know, sobriety is not mothers. a fluid not thing always for some people. It is, yeah. it's very cut and dry for other people. It's, you know, there's, yeah. there's I, those uh, detours. And I, I tried s- for a while to like, I was, I was like, Oh, you know, I, I could never be that. I'm going to have one beer person. Right. I'd say that. Right. Often. Right. <laughs> or I'd get a I six pack and be do. like, I'm only going to have a few of these. I'd be like, I'm just going to have, I'm just one shot tequila yeah right like who does that in their life ever had (laughs) one tequila never Um, yeah that's a but that's that's commendable and it's got to be nice somewhere and i'm not like i don't mean this to say something bad about your dad or anything uh but having that as a parent Mm -hmm. going into parenting there's got to be some party that's being like i'm not going to be that right right no so and that's part of the reason i quit my prescription medications too my my mom has a lot of depression and anxiety you know that she deals with and she's always dealt with it with medication and everybody deals with it differently honestly like i have no everybody should do what is best for them but i can honestly say that not taking that medication has been one of the best things i've ever done for myself it was not easy and i'm this is one of the things where i I don't know what I'm going to learn in school, like in this area, because I have a lot of strong feelings about certain things uh, in regards to like mental health and medication and stuff. And I'm very open to being proved wrong in those. But 
part of me, like I've talked to a couple of people that you said middle school is when you started. Because mm-hmm. I've talked to people that started like at that age and then people that like their parents put it on stuff and when they were like eight. Yeah, and no, like, I mean. And that their whole life. And yeah, at some point you have to like see how you might do without it. Right. Because <laughs> you like, don't there's know. There's a chance yeah. like. Once your you brain know, is finally developed yeah, later on in and life, and you give maybe. yourself fresh air every day, yeah. and you exercise yeah. regularly, and try and be smart about what you're eating, and you know all of that kind of stuff, I feel like yeah, it feels very assumptive to me to put like be like, oh, whatever you need at like twelve, you'll probably still need at thirty. Like, uh should we make sure that <laughs> right like unless it's like a peanut allergy should we like no, just agreed and I, even I, that sometimes I, and honestly when i quit taking my medication i didn't know how it was gonna go yeah yeah i mean like i was like you know what it, i'm also it, on board with you being like <laughs> i don't recommend this uh but yeah yeah it it, it could have gone very very badly yeah i'm very fortunate that i had like a good friend in my life that at my moments of complete chaos i could call him yeah. and because he was here and I was in Florida, you know, and be like, I'm losing it. Like, what am I going to do? And he's like, you're going to eat regular meals, like yeah. eat three times a day, try and keep your blood sugar normal and yeah. exercise, Take go, go for a walk. Regularity. If you get upset, like just leave the situation. You have the ocean there. You have, the, you know, like constantly reminding me of... Yeah. This opportunity, you know, it was a, it was an opportunity yeah. to change. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you tell me about being a mom? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it is, um, you know, I'm my best. Like for once in my life, right, yeah. I feel like. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? And when I when I got pregnant, I was like in shock because I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> at 36, I, I didn't really know if it was going to happen for me or not. Yeah. You know, um, so I just felt so blessed and then at some point too I felt so human like for the first time my whole life I've kind of felt like this alien person that like doesn't fit everywhere and I don't know like when I realized that I was like creating life I was just like this is why I'm here. Like, obviously, like, this is why. And and I've never, ever thought that women should feel that way. Like, yeah. that their life should be about creating another life. But for me, like. Worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he is the best thing that I've ever done. Yeah. And probably will ever do. And he is just amazing. Um, every day with him is a gift. How old is he? Two and a half. You're getting emotional, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I, I love him so much. Like, I, so did he? What's and, and I don't want to like pregnant. I'm like, yes, <laughs> get more emotional. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. But what's the timeline with your father passing and so, you getting pregnant? Yeah, so I 
worked in lived and worked in Key West for almost three years, and then my dad passed away kind of suddenly. Okay. I mean, I we like I told you, I knew that yeah. there was this issue, yeah. but again, my dad had survived so many things that he yeah. didn't and really. I mean, even living that long, like. He was With 78. Yeah. yeah. It's impressive yeah. considering all the Absolutely. things you've told me so far. Um, so, you know, um, my mom called me one day and she was like, you know, dad's dead. And I was just, I lost it. Completely lost it. And um, I came home like for the memorial service and went back and kept working because, I mean, I was doing really well you know it part of me didn't want to change that Um, my mom part of her didn't want me to change that because I was doing so well but the reality was she needed help um and my brothers weren't really like you know that that helpful so I moved home um that winter so it was it was right after Thanksgiving that I moved home. Okay. Um, right around my birthday, I believe I got pregnant. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I didn't know it. I didn't know I was pregnant no. until No beca- one's ever gonna top that go. <laughs> um. Because yeah, I, I just I didn't know um for feminine reasons. I mean I just <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know till like right after New Year's that yeah. I was pregnant. And and then, um, yeah. So you got pregnant here. Mm-hmm. Did you move back to Key West then? No. Oh, okay. Nope. I've been here since. And yeah, I, when I moved home, um, I moved in with Maverick's dad. Okay. Because my intent was to be close to my mom and, and go there daily, but not... Yeah be there yeah all the time every day (laughs) you want to be supportive but not a caretaker yeah (laughs) Yeah. i just wasn't ready to accept that fate but as the youngest child i kind of always knew that that was in my stars like maybe the nursing degree kind of led to that but you know older parents like it just kind of you know, my brothers are both married, divorced, married again. Well, one's married again, one's not. One's in a very serious relationship. But, you know, they always had their own lives. Yeah. They had chil- children. and Yeah, taking you know. care of our parents is not a conversation I'm ready to have. <laughs> yeah. And I only have one to take care of. Well, I mean, yeah. So it's, but that's. Uh, it's daunting, right? Yeah. Like, especially, like, when I've been trying to do so many things for myself and like try it's like to come back to like and not that there's any shame in it but yeah. it's like like actually it's it should be a privilege you know and it is to spend that time with my mom I'm going to be eternally grateful yeah. because you know I, I didn't necessarily get that quality time with my dad before he passed and I regret that you know so this is a great opportunity yeah. and i try and remember that daily and your son gets to know his grandma. oh my gosh he loves my mom yeah loves my so that's mom. that's got to be priceless it's so important yeah. you know but obviously um it didn't really work out with maverick's dad 
So, you know, I, I moved back home with my mom and ultimately that's probably the best thing that's happened. Well, it's gotta be a nice support for both of you i imagine yeah yeah no i mean you guys are there with her she would have been supportive whether i lived there or not you yeah. know but i i just i think we're we're we're, we're supposed to be yeah. you know yeah. um does that bring us current yeah are we current on yeah the we're current <laughs> um well that's it's hilarious to me that <laughs> you were like I'm not going to have anything interesting. Um, I I don't know you well enough to slap you for that. Uh, But it's, yeah, no, I, I cannot thank you enough. Um, I mean, I, I think there's so many aspects of what like your story is that is is relatable, like not only to myself, but I'm sure to a lot of people that are hearing. I hope so. Like, you know, like that's the intent. Um, It's not, What's funny is I the reason I thought when you asked me I was like you know what like I'm kind of pretty private about most of my stuff so yeah. like I was like what is his angle like <laughs> why does he think I'm interesting at all you know like, what I mean like <laughs> I'm like you know like wait like but, yeah yeah I uh, before I ramble anymore thank you you're welcome thank you <laughs> um, yeah this how is cathartic fantastic. honestly like people have you done this yet yes so you've been um, interviewed yeah so i it's episode 54 oh really uh, it fell that way which is funny because that's my favorite number but yeah no it was it was fun um i'm gonna take these off okay <laughs> but yeah no it's uh you and i have lots in common my request is sent would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? All right, you just listened to my interview with Meg. This was this was so much fun. You know those people that you sit down to talk with and you guys just have a great connection and end up talking about all sorts of random stuff. That was this conversation. Um, we, we went off on so many tangents and I had to delete so much of my own stuff because... Uh, you know, I go off and I tell the same story that all of you guys have heard a billion times. Uh, and then <laughs> I think we talked very specifically about day camp for way too long. Uh, so shout out to the people in those stories that I, I took out, uh, you know, like Rudy Hunt and his sisters, uh, Jesse and Harmony, and uh, all the other day camp crew that were around back in Clintonwood Park. Funny times. It's weird to look back at those those times. And I I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but like it felt like it was so much later in my life. And when I thought about it as like me being like eight years old, that's wild to me. Cause I, I in my mind I was just like, I don't know, twelve to fifteen, but that wouldn't have made any sense. I'd I'd quit everything by then. <laughs> quit Boy Scouts when I was twelve. And day camp was definitely before that. So what are you going to do, guys? But thank you for listening. Thank you so much to Meg. Uh, it was so good seeing you. And it's weird how quickly I've transitioned to calling you Meg. Everything in my body wanted to say Megan. I don't know what it is. But I am so excited to once again make another friend via catching up on the show and some summer, spring, everything right around the corner. So I will see you at a local park, my friend. As for you guys, check out patreon.com slash friendrequestpod. 
and get the exclusive on all the fun stuff. At the end there, we were talking about me being interviewed. Well, uh, this is a little hinty secret. There might be a lost, uh, previously unreleased due to personal vendettas <laughs> uh, version of that interview being posted on the Patreon. So head over there. It's a buck oh nine. I really appreciate your guys' support. It cost me, what, like $30 a month just to do the podcast, uh, not even taking into account all the hours I spend on it. So any help that you can offer in that way is greatly appreciated. And I also want to say thank you to Talia Dalton for our theme song. And thank you to each and every one of you. I will talk to you guys next week. I love you. Bye-bye.